with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. No, I don't. I got great confidence, like we have all year in Jeff and and in Brent and in Ted and all the guys. So uh, no, that's not. That wouldn't be for me to do. And fans are doing what fans do. So so be it. That's that's okay. Um, you know, and they're 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 allowed to do that. That's you know that's part of their job. That's former University of Oklahoma head football coach Bob Stoops. You asked him if he had any any comment about some of the criticism that's been thrown uh, the staff's way, and you know, he said he's got g- great confidence in him. And, you know, I liked what University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venable said at the press conference today. Whenever he said, hey, you know, that's just that's part of it. It's part of being at Oklahoma. He says, I, you know, I love it. I love that that's the expectation and, you know, it's the it's the standard, it's the level, and you got to embrace it. You can't let it own you, but, you know. Are you talking about what he said last night or what he said today? Because he was today. actually – Yeah, he was asked an interesting variation of uh, kind of that same question. It was, do you talk to Jeff Levy? Like, he maybe he doesn't know the criticism that he's getting, but, you know, if you guys are aware, do you – do you bring that up to him, talk to him, and Brent essentially said that, yeah, he, they, he talks to the team all the time about the expectations and what's expected here. Yeah. Man, must be a big game if uh, you're tuning into the entire press conference. I did not tune into the entire press conference. Most, some, whatever. I Must be a big this one. This is one of the beauties of uh, social media. You know, they're able to distribute some clips from the press conference that – were notable, and that was one of them. Yeah. Also, if you uh, follow the right people, you can get eight tweets of the same comment during the press conference and read it eight different times. I just happened to uh, see it on Parker Thune, I guess, tweeted something out. I guess he said something. He quoted it. Someone attacked him in the comments about not having the full quote. So then he posted the video of the full quote. Yeah, that was that was funny. I, I think that was – I may be wrong on this. Uh, I do have the audio clip of it, by the way. Brent was essentially asked about, hey, has this team responded the right way since the Texas game? Like, did they let the win over Texas, you know, really kind of take control? Like, have they – Brent really batted that down. He said, well, I didn't see a team that looked flat or – Looked too happy over the win over Texas defensively in that first quarter against UCF. Like, he, he used some examples there. So, he was asked a question that we've seen a lot over the text line the past couple weeks. He's just he, – he, he's not buying it. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't think that that's necessarily the problem with this team is the Texas win. They, don't, they didn't know how to handle it. Right. I, I don't know. I think – it's easy to make that correlation. I I don't know that it necessarily is the case. Doesn't seem like a team that would be affected by that. Uh, but then again, I don't know. I don't see the inner workings of it. No one other than those guys and and the staff see see it on a day to day basis. So I don't know. Um, you know, I I can't just excuse away the Kansas game to say that. Well. 
you know, it was just bad weather, and, you know, we had a, a couple of turnovers uncharacteristic, and, and we got beat. I mean, there's a little something more there that's kind of festering, and I don't think it is necessarily a – I don't think it's a attitude thing, like the team thinks that they're better than than what they are. I just – I think that we've got – we've got some issues running the football. We've got some – some issues that are kind of hanging over our head. Like we've we've had a bunch of guys injured, and whenever they're not out there, it affects us. I mean, the one thing that you can really tie to it, yeah, they won the Texas game, and maybe that's it. But, you know, Andrew Anthony was our leading receiver, and he's gone too. Yep. And maybe we've underplayed how big oh, he was have. to this offense – because we haven't really pushed it downfield since he's been gone. And, you know, I, I think, well, Nick Anderson, he's got all these touchdowns, and, you know, you feel like he should be able to make a pretty quick transition there, but it doesn't feel like the staff necessarily thinks that way because they're not they're not attacking defenses the same way with Nick Anderson as they did with Andrew Anthony. Which is just puzzling. I don't know why. Um, I mean, Jalil Farouk's been around, and the last time they threw Jalil Farouk a deep ball, I feel like it was in the Texas game, and he made a play on it down the field. So yeah. I don't get it with Anderson. I don't get it with Farouk. It just kind of feels like it's everything right now. They're not being aggressive enough on offense, not getting the right playmakers in the right spots. It's just, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's in a good spot right now. But, I mean, are all those things fixable that we've seen? I think to an extent, yeah. I think a lot of those things are. I just think it starts with being the aggressor on Saturday and throwing it to right. four and, and you know giving it to your best players offensively. That's and and that's my thing, man. Like win, lose, whatever happens on Saturday, you better win. By the way, but make sure you make sure you throw the ball to number four because it feels like he's your most deadly wide receiver right now. Not just down the field, but I think at all spots offensively. Don't come out of this right. game, lose it, and say, well, yeah, we probably should have given Nick Anderson more opportunities. You can't say that again this week, man. It was inexcusable last week. It'd be even more so on Saturday if that's the case. Right. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to figure it out. We're going to have to start trusting him and trusting Farouk, tr- uh, trusting Anderson, and uh, step up Brandon Thompson and give him some opportunities to – to take the top off the defense doesn't mean you got to throw it every time, but I mean, give him looks early in the game. Right you know, give him looks early in the game, and if that's something that's really affecting the game, and if you hit on that once or twice, then dude, that that could be a massive game changer. And I don't necessarily yeah. want to compare the two players because one's caught like what three passes at OU, the other one was a first round pick. But we have seen a speedster emerge in this game before, and it happened six years ago. And Marquise Brown's right. speed was a massive, massive difference why Baker Mayfield was able to outduel Mason Rudolph that afternoon in Stillwater. Yeah. No, that's right. That's right. Hopefully, I mean, someone's going to have to break out and have a huge game. Maybe it's Tawi at the running back spot. Maybe it's Anderson. Heck, maybe it's Drake Stoops. I don't know, but we need someone to break out and have a huge day. And, and we – it felt like, you know, after the Texas game and prior to Andrew Anthony get hurt, it felt like we were having some stars emerge at the wide receiver spot. And, you know, 
it felt like Nick Anderson was was going to be that dude. And I still think he can be. You know, I had a great day against UCF, but I don't know. We'll find out. I uh, trust it. Several, I think they'll have a good game plan. Several texts to get to. 405, God, I love being an OU fan. We've lost one game and the sky is falling. Yes. Yeah. 918, move past the KU game. More upset with our fans putting pick and states. Where, where is this one? Putting pick and state on a pedestal. It's all trash talk the rest of the week. There has been a lack of trash talk so far. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, changes starting tomorrow. We're starting yeah. now, which, whichever one. Yeah, what's the point in having a rivalry game if there's no trash Especially talk? Especially the right? last one, right? Last one for a while. Yeah, yeah I think everyone, which I guess I was going to say understandably so. Maybe that's not necessarily the case. But I think there's a lot of uh, receipts fear out there. Right? <laughs> Nowadays, yeah. Uh, especially the OU fans, boy, they can keep receipts with the with the best of them. So it feels like even the OSU side's been a little quiet, given their confidence so far this week. Nine There's o- always a whole lot of this you, yeah. uh, you know, with the comeback. Nine oh three, they want this in the Gundy voice. If it's me, I'm putting four, uh, the, the number four kid, the number one kid, fifteen kid, the number three kid on the field and rolling all game. I'm not. Sorry. I I I get that. I understand what what the thought process is there, but I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't want to be dink and dunk you and and run five wides. Now, you want to do it a handful of times out there? Sure. There's nothing wrong with running empty with all uh, with five wides. I got no problem with that. Um, but for that to be your and bread and then, butter, that's not. Yeah, that's not who you want to be long term. You're not going to get anywhere doing that. Yeah, you no, got to be able to run that. the football. There we go, Sugar <laughs> Shane in Newcastle. Little brother sucks. That's the first trash talk I've seen so far this week. All right, it's a good start. That's more like it. Simple to the point. Simple and hmm. to the point. Um, I'm sure there was some trash talk. The goal line stand back in uh, 2003. Brent Venables mentioned today that that was his favorite uh, Bedlam memory. What did he Pretty say about it? I did not hear that clip. Well, he was asked about his favorite Bedlam memory, and he started to you know, play along with the question and say, well, yeah, that, that goal line stand that we had here, what Curtis Lofton was a part of that, which I don't, I don't think that Curtis Lofton was a part of that in 03. I, I know he wasn't. Well, they may have had another one. There was, was there a different? Um, I, I mean, I, not like, not, I, I think he was thinking of 2003 and just maybe misplacing um, Curtis Lofton in that. But then he kind of no, like. he doesn't misplace stuff. Well, I don't remember one in 05 and 07 that was bigger than 2003. He, probably, he may have just wanted to get Curtis Lofton's name in there since he was uh, wanting to commit to Oklahoma State. Yeah, maybe so. But, um, yeah, so he kind of played along with that question and said, Essentially, it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. We're kind of worried about this game and what's, you know, moving forward. Yeah. And um, didn't really buy into, no, this last Bedlam game doesn't feel weird. It's just, as of right now, it's just you're playing Oklahoma State. That's what it feels like right now. It doesn't, doesn't feel weird right. at all. Yeah. Well, um It probably doesn't feel weird because, you know, he was away for a decade. 
and played one last year at home. And this is just year two back, and the fact that it's not going to – I mean, we've played them every year nonstop. So it does feel I – mean, I don't know. I guess I can't speak for anyone else. It does feel weird uh, for me that it's going to be the last one. Right? It's going to feel weird after, I just to know that you're not, um, for the foreseeable future, not uh, not going to play those guys. But if you win, you're not really going to care about that at, the, at that moment. And if you lose, you probably like, – it, it'll probably take a while maybe for some people to feel weird about it. Right. Uh, who, who knows? I, I, I don't know. Like, be, yeah. Better days, more exciting games are, uh, are ahead for this program anyway. Captain Willard says, is Ball's going to let Gundy – Untuck his hoodie before he gives him a swirly. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe Gundy's going to do – he already telegraphed his fight plans. He's going to kick him in the shin and take off running. Not a bad idea. Yeah, Boss said something else today, and I'm trying to find exactly what it said. Um, so someone put out a, a video of what Gundy said yesterday and added some Fansville stuff. Like, it was a really funny video. Boss says, uh, there is hope for our world. This is genius. Someone actually gets it. Let's have some fun and celebrate the great memories Bedlam has given to two great programs and fan bases. It is acceptable to have passion, but not cool to make it personal. Both programs deserve respect. So the whole not cool to make it personal, I wonder if that's in reference to uh, Gundy's comments yesterday. The whole vitamin C stuff. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I found the goal line stand. Is it 07? Yep. Yeah, they handled them that um, day. Third and goal. I, I guess they had it. They just had it third and fourth at the one. It was first. Uh, what? Anyways, yeah. And they fumbled it. Zach Robinson rush for no gain. Fumbled at the Oklahoma one. Recovered by DJ Wolf. Well, man, you got to feel a little betrayed there. The 0-3 uh, goal line stand was, I thought, a lot more impressive and a lot more memorable than the one in 7 And he mentioned that one know. ahead of yours. Well, maybe he's got a a different idea of it than you you do. Right? He didn't witness it Apparently. from the uh, from the northeast corner of the stadium like you did. How did? Wow, that's that's actually nice memory by you. That's exactly where I was, northeast corner of the that's end right. zone. Nice job. Yeah. I listen sometimes. Well, yeah, there's, sometimes. There's some random things in there that I've heard over the years that I've that I've held on to. A uh, few more texts here before we uh, hit a break. OSU doesn't know what the hell we're going to do on offense, says Big Rick and Owasso. I I guess there is some <laughs> hey, truth to that. We don't know either. That's right. That's why we've – you know, um, played the way we have the last couple of weeks. We're trying to throw Oklahoma State off, and I think it's worked. Um, I don't know what we're going to do either. I don't know who's going to play running back. I don't know if we're going to push the ball down the field. I actually do. I, I am. I'd be very surprised. One hundred percent confident in what our offensive game plan is going to be. I am one hundred percent confident. In Jeff Levy as the offensive coordinator at the University of Oklahoma. Uh, I'm 100% confident in Dylan Gabriel as the quarterback. I'm somewhat confident in our running game, all right? But I know we're going to have a good plan for him. Uh, 918, saving my bedlam trash talk for softball season. And then someone else said that uh, Tommy Walker's going to outrush Ollie Gordon on Saturday. Man, that'd be something. I think he will. If he's healthy. My bold take – 
or bold prediction uh, at Rudy's last night is was, was that Ollie Gordon will not be the leading rusher in the football game. So there you go. Hmm. I'm with the texter. I you did not you got lack, a bold prediction. You did not lack for boldness. I can uh, I can tell you that much. Yeah, let me. Uh, I I'm, I mean yeah, but I can't get as bold as that. That he's not even going to be the leading you rusher. That's the most bold you thing. You want to stew on it for a little bit? I will, but I think not only could I not get more bold than that, I don't know if there's anything more bold than saying that maybe the not maybe the best running back in the country is not going to be the leading rusher in a game against a team where they've struggled to run the ball up to this point. Well. So? I, I mean, I'll give you a hot or, or a hot take, bold take, whatever you want. But man, that's 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 something from you. I'm I'm pretty impressed. Proud of you. Well, more it's than supposed to be. It's supposed to be bold. I think we're going to shut him down. There you go. We're going to put it on the uh, the arm of Bowman. What do you say about that? I, right. I say let's. I'm down for that. I'll feel really good about Saturday if that's the case. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on here from Toby Keith's in more. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Welcome to the best casino in OKC. Play with your wild card all November. For a chance. And, uh, and again, there's no margin for error uh, as, we, as we move forward. Sooner still listed as a six-and-a-half-point favorite on Saturday, 2.30 on ABC. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, happy Halloween to all of you out there. You uh, you dressing up tonight? Is the family dressing up as a trio? Uh, Please tell me yes. No. Bummer. No. I will be Mr. Clean tonight as I am every, every Halloween. And I'm not – my son is – He's something from some YouTube channel or something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's pretty uh, creepy looking, though. You're from a YouTube channel. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I uh, am not dressing up tonight. I did have to on Saturday. I guess during the bye week, I had a really fun day, and maybe I forgot or agreed to go as uh, Starla and um, Rex Quando from Napoleon Dynamite, but that <laughs> was my Saturday night. Nice. I bet you dressed up as a Power Ranger as a kid. I think that actually happened one time. I don't know yeah. if you want if you meant that as like a slam or, but I, I think that did happen once. No, I was just thinking like that. Whatever the the costumes right now for young kids like that, or probably random things like YouTube things like my son is that adults have no idea about and it's probably always been the case and i was thinking back like what would you have been i was thinking like power rangers and stuff like that of that era it's probably always been the case that it's weird things that the parents have no clue what it is probably i'm trying to think of what the funniest uh halloween costume sports wise are going to be and cherokee sooner already sent me i mean he's got a bag that looks like it's bloodied and it says bubble screen and jet sweep on it (laughs) And he's holding a knife and a ref hat on. So a lot, a lot Dang. of the funny sports ones around here are uh, jet sweep jokes. 
Yeah, I know it. It's, and I don't like it either. I, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't mind it. I'm, I'm okay with it, in moderation. I think it's a nice counter. I think it's, it helps you gain the edge. You can you can kind of stress a defense out with it with, if you're a big motion team. And I think there's some some stuff there, some good benefits to it. Heck, we ran it a bunch with Josh Norman in 2000. Year we won a national championship. Did he so, score? Oh man, I think he did. He score a touchdown against Nebraska on a jet sweep in 2000. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, think so. So I I don't I don't mind it, um, but. I prefer traditional run game, and I hate RPOs. And I wish we would, I wish we would thin the RPO stuff back. But I mean, it's our system; it's what we do. You're, it's not going to be limited at this point in the year. It's just how it's going to be. All of our runs, not all of them, but a huge percentage of them are going to have the pass option off of it. And, you know, oftentimes the pass option off of it is the bubble. Okay, so it's just something that we're we're going to have to have to see. Uh, I, I would love if we were a, you know, if, it's just a, it's a personal thing. I, I prefer traditional run game. I like Kansas's offense. Heavy personnel, shift motion and then you know run it between the tackles use some uh some pin pull stuff to get outside you know have a quarterback that can keep it off the back end to to keep people honest i mean i i i'm fine with that i just i'm not and i never will be it has nothing to do with jeff levy i've always hated it from the very beginning i just i don't like the rpo stuff because it makes you a soft football team no, you don't come off the football hard on the offensive line because there's a chance that the quarterback is going to pull it and throw it. Lack a little and you physicality don't want to be downfield. in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's and Everything that's why is real measured. It's If it's third and three and you want to run the ball, and I, and I know it's just like a couple of plays from Saturday. It's just more the big picture. If it's third and three and you want to run the ball, dude, I want to get physical and run downhill. I don't want to feel like you have to run side to side to pick up that first down. Because it just feels like yep. everything goes back to big picture with this program, right? And someone mentioned, well, how do you feel about just going five wide and throwing the ball around? Well, no, because of preference, right? But you don't want to be that as a program. You've maybe tried to be that as a program at one point or another, and you saw how that worked out. It's not sustainable. It can't win you a national championship. And that's how I am big picture-wise with jet sweep, stuff like that. I, I want to be the squad that... Third and three, you know they're running it, and it does not matter. They're picking up a first down. They don't yeah. feel like they have to get cute and go sideline to sideline. So, yeah, I, I hope that, I, uh, and, that that changes on Saturday. And I get the reasoning behind it. You know, and any coach is going to stand up and tell you the reasoning is it's a numbers game and why bang your head against the wall on the inside whenever you've got a numbers advantage on the outside. I – totally understand that and i totally don't care i mean the game's been played forever against stacked boxes and um adrian peterson ripped off nearly 2,000 yards as a freshman without running rpos okay i mean 
it's it's happened, and you can do it. And those were against good players that knew that that play was coming and still couldn't stop it. So that's what I'm a fan of. Uh, by the way, in honor of Halloween, I uh, asked this on Twitter earlier at KREF Sports, who's the scariest player in OU history? And whether this is the obvious choice or not, when I include the Sports Illustrated cover of Tommy Harris going into the 2002 season, it uh, really bumps up his chances to be known as the scariest player in OU history. It's one of the coolest SI covers I've, I've, I think I've ever seen. It's got the yeah, rain and the, the mud coming down and everything and the face that he has. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Scary how? There's different kinds of scary. Physically right. imposing, got a screw loose, like just all-encompassing. Well, that's what I was going to say. Now, I my window is is very small, but I I'd probably say Dan Cody. I I, I knew you were going to go there, and I've heard enough stories of <laughs> the things that he said to opposing players during warmups before games. That you know, those guys, you guys heard trash talk all the time, but apparently his trash talk to the level was so crazy it was. Oh, my God, who would even think like that? Who would even think yeah. to say that? What? He's going to do I'll what to you, my dog? Seriously? I'll tell you, uh, Mr. Dvorak was pretty scary, too. The hair, the face paint, the tattoos, screw loose. Accurate. I mean, that's three of the four defensive linemen you had at the, in yeah. that era. No wonder you guys, <laughs> so no you guys won so many games. Batting pretty good. Batting pretty good Dan, average right Dan there. Cody, I mean, and Dusty too, but Dan Cody is like, I guess if people could, and I, I never heard it, I just like heard stories of it, but if people could hear, I guess, some of the things he said before the game, then he could be the obvious choice. Well, I don't know, I don't know what he said before the game. I haven't heard any of those stories. Um, I'm sure they're accurate, but he's just, he's gigantic. Whenever you see the guy in person, he's just, He's huge. He's he was like listed at he's like six five and seven eighths, but he looks like he's six foot ten. I mean, just gigantic, long arms, and definitely has screw loose. I'll, uh, I'll definitely. Gi- I'll give you mine. I mean, Dan Cody's like that. That's awesome. But a guy that I'm convinced maybe six foot ten, whether he's listed there or not, um, Trent Williams, man. That size, six foot five, three twenty is what he's listed as. That's 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 big enough for sure. But you got to have uh, a screw loose to play that long in the NFL at that position. Uh, Trent Williams is probably yeah. that's a good submission. Yep. Davin Joseph, pretty scary looking dude. Now, I mean, just gigantic, long arms, nasty, mean. He played mean. Now, man, whenever I was. Where was I? Um, I? I may have been in Detroit. But they, we were watching film on a game, preparing for a game. And he and the center at Tampa at the time was, I think his name was Fane. He came from New Orleans, all tatted up, center. Well, they, they double teamed some dude in the game, and he went to the ground. And they were both just like, 
punching him in the ribs and like kneeing him, beating the hell out of him nice. in the middle of the game. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's that's Devin Joseph. I remember that guy. I was like, dang. Brutal. Let me read a few of these. Uh, Joe from Guthrie says, Eric Stryker was a little guy, but he was mean. Yeah. Uh, Mark and Enid says, imagine Baker and Tommy Harris's body, LOL. 405, yeah. <laughs> Dan Cody was awesome. Buddies and I called him the Danimal. There is yeah. a Cody Ford on here and Ante Jones on here. Um, 405, What what is Dan Cody not quite the same after passing out for the rest of that game. Yeah, that was what 04 at A&M where he passed out during the middle of the game on the sideline after uh, giving a pump-up yeah. speech there in the timeout. Screaming too much, yeah. It's hard to uh, hard to keep going when you run out of oxygen from screaming. But he made the play, didn't he? He made that tackle in the next play on the goal line, I, right? I, oh, dude, I'm, I'm sure that he did in, in college. That least surprising thing ever. Kenneth Murray's on here. Ethan Downs looks scary with the uh, – the uh, the face or the uh, eye paint that he has right now, Rocky Kalmus yeah. is on here. Brandon Everidge is on here as well. Yeah, I was just lot. thinking about that one. I was just thinking about that one. That's definitely a good one. He'll just Adrian come down Pre- and... Peterson looked pretty scary back there in the uh, dot in the eye. True freshman man, didn't matter. He's coming right at you. And he had some really good think, Bedlam I mean, games, by the way, as well. Had a great game against him in 04 and 05 when he was healthy in both those games. Adrian Peterson allegedly going to be there on Saturday, but he uh, he liked to play against OSU. Is he going to be wearing uh, his dancing attire? Is he still on Dancing with the Stars? I, or has he been cut? You're the wife, or you have the wife that watches Dancing with the Stars. I, I have no idea. She may be behind between Big Brother, The Voice, uh, all of the housewives of every city in the United States. She's the she's the reality go-to. Uh, w- one so, more. I don't one, know. I'll one, have to ask. One more because I really wanted to mention this. And he was one of the more fun players to watch during your era on special teams. <laughs> this texter for the 405, Ferris from OKC. Russell Dennison was a maniac on special teams. I don't know oh if he was God. me, yeah. but he didn't give a F. Yeah, he was great on special teams. Amazing special teams player. Um, I've got one last submission. Like, he's the nicest guy ever and, like, very unassuming, but he's actually the most dangerous player ever at Oklahoma, and that's Kelly Gregg. Uh, like, he could wrestle you. That don't get down to the ground is the it. real scariest dude uh, to play at OU. All right. Quick timeout, more from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Final hour here from Toby Keith and more. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. This is Toby Rowland. Did you know that more than 80 million people depend on AM radio each month for news, weather, and emergency information? A new bill in Congress would make sure a- Issues at birth, but for the most part, uh... <laughs> uh, just another fun shot by Mike Gundy yesterday during his press conference. Most notably what he said about uh, Brian Bosworth, which we've covered the past two days, but he had that in there as, uh, as well. 15 minutes till we find out where OU's ranked in the inaugural college football playoff rankings this season. Where are they going to be? Are they going to be inside the top 10? I got them at number 10. Uh, yeah, I got them at 10. I mean, who's who? 
is behind them that may be in front of them? Notre Dame, perhaps, uh, with the USC win? Ole Miss is close in the AP poll, but I just – Ole Miss lost at Bama. Have they done anything outside that that's been impressive? uh, No, I don't think so. You got to think about narrative, though. I mean, I'm thinking about narrative. I hate I just... that it's this way. Well, I hate that it's this way, but you know, there's, in my opinion, I, I could be wrong on this, and someone would have to prove it, and I don't think they can. But I believe teams are raised to to create matchups that are commercially attractive not only that i also think that they are there are teams that are raised to give other teams an advantage for beating a team that is rated highly if that makes sense yeah i'm just trying to like has Ole Miss, i'm sure Ole miss has been on tv this year i just haven't watched them much oh they, they beat lsu earlier in the year that in that high scoring game at home so that's yeah. by far and away. They won at Tulane earlier in the year. Okay, so they got a little bit better of a resume. than I remember watching that Tulane game and that LSU game. So, oh, okay, yeah. But, again, like Ole Miss, if Ole Miss is in front of you, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like that one's going to take care of itself if you take care of business the rest of the way. So whether they're at 9 well, or at 10 anyone. or at 11 or wherever OU's at, I, I think for the most part they went out, they're going to be – in, I think, a pretty good spot still to, to make the playoff, I, I would guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I guess, theoretically, Alabama could win out and beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. It kind of feels like uh, that's getting more unlikely. So, uh, you feel like, I'm just looking at the AP. Penn State already lost to Ohio State. Feel like they're going to lose to Michigan. They're going to be eliminated. Alabama, they may went out through the regular season, but I feel like where they're at right now, they lose to Georgia in the SEC championship. Man, they got a tough They'll one this out. weekend. Texas is at seven right now. They're going to lose to Kansas State this weekend. They're going to be out. And then the Oregon-Washington, like, the Pac-12 is hard to look at right now because they're all about to play each other. Um, I, I'm trending towards Oregon as the best team in the Pac-12. And they're going to win out. I'm, do, I'm doing more than trending that way. I think right now, I know Washington won the game, but they've trended in opposite direction. I think Oregon's the better team right now. Yeah. Um, so the Michigan-Ohio State situation is going to play itself out. You'll be fine. I mean, I don't know how – the bad thing is if somehow Michigan and Ohio State get in and – if Alabama wins out and then beats Georgia in the SEC championship. And at that point, there's not going to be a lot that anyone can do. I mean, I know Florida State will have something to say about that, but if they're undefeated, you know, they're going to be ahead of you anyways. So if you win out, you're going to be right there. Yeah. And it's just going to be up to some of those final scenarios to see if you make it in. Mark Fermitid says Washington is a farce. Let's hope they're not a farce on farce. Saturday. They're undefeated. What does that mean? I don't like the way they're trending either, Mark. I'm not going to go as far to say they're a farce, though. And, again, let's hope they're not one on Saturday in in, in L.A. They haven't played well the last couple of weeks, but, 
I mean, they beat Oregon, who's really good, and I think they're about to beat USC, probably beat them handily in my opinion. So, I don't know, we'll see. Oregon State is a really dangerous football team, too. They, I mean, that's going to be a hard game for them. Sarks Vodka says they'll put OU at 10 so that Texas being at 7 makes more sense. They love them some Texas. Um, this right. is, dude, this may be one of the best weeks of the entire season. It's, it's one of the best weeks. It may be the best week of the season. Bedlam and Stillwater. K-State at Texas. Missouri at Georgia's even an interesting game now, shockingly. Washington at USC, LSU at Alabama, and there's even some other games that you could get interested in, like you know Notre Dame at Clemson to see if Clemson loses their fifth game of the year. Like this is a big time weekend, so yeah, don't get. We also got a. Don't forget the some. We got some Thursday night Big Twelve happening. TCU and Texas Tech. Yeah. So regardless of what happens in about 15 minutes, a, a lot can change even from a week's a week's time if you just went on Saturday. God just went on Saturday. Does Clemson lose to Notre Dame again? Will Shipley be, uh, is day-to-day for Clemson. Uh, yeah, I think Notre Dame's – I'm not loving the vibe that Dabo's giving off right now. I, I, I think Notre Dame will win a close one in Death Valley. They've lost two straight. They're at 500 not, not right now. They're a 4-4 four and four f- football team. And the schedule is not getting much better. Um, Notre Dame – Georgia Tech, who's an interesting team, and then North Carolina, South Carolina to end up. So there's a chance they could go five and seven. Matt, there's a there's an opportunity on the table, a situation where Clemson rolls off a five and seven. Wow. Yep. I think they get to six wins, but they got the work cut out. Gary and Bixby right. doesn't matter where we're ranked because we have to handle our business. And currently we're not doing that. I want them to focus on winning out. So we can get into the Big 12 championship. College football rankings will take care of itself. That's that's right, guys. There you go. Well said. Great outlook. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up here from Toby Keith's next. Stay tuned. Nobody covers your team like the ref. If it's Sooner News and talk you want, it's right here all season long. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network. KREF.com and worldwide on the KREF app. Attention basketball fans, get ready for an electrifying season with the defending Big 12 champion Oklahoma women's basketball team. Tickets are on sale now and start at just $99. Don't miss out on the action. Secure your seats now and cheer for victory. Visit Soonersports.com or call 800-456-4668 to secure your tickets and be part of the winning spirit. Boomer Sooner. Hello. This is a prepaid call from... Nephew, it's me again. ...an inmate at the county correctional facility. To accept this call, press 1 now. Oh, great. What now? Okay, what's up? Well, I don't want to really admit to 